What's up, everybody, and welcome back to the Verzi Effect Podcast Show. My name is Paul Verzi. You are listening to episode number 70. Today is Sunday, July 22nd. Could not get around doing it uh, later than Friday, so I'm sorry. Um, but uh, obviously, there's a lot to talk about, a lot going on in the world, and um, I got some sports, I got, I got uh, movies, I got um, you know comedy, all the goods that you always get with the Verzi effect. So strap in, buckle up, and all those other stupid sayings people say before something's about to happen. Um, I hope you are all doing well. I hope everybody's weekend went great. And um, I also am almost out of shirts, which means I'm getting another batch of Verzi Effect podcast shirts. And I will be bringing them to your city. And this time I'm going to change up the color, uh, add some more stuff to it. So thank you for everybody who purchased those, you know, at shows and all that good shit. Um, the rest of the week in San Antonio was awesome. Uh, had a great time. Awesome time. Thank you so much if you came out to the shows there at Laugh Out Loud. It was honestly one of the only weeks where like every crowd, it was like seven for seven. It was amazing out there. It really was just a great time. I had a great time working with the people that I worked with. Um, the, the the club, the manager, the everything was just great. The movie theater next door where we get the free movies and all that shit where they deliver food to you. Saw Spider-Man. Uh, Going to talk about that a little bit because, as you know, I'm not a huge Spider-Man fan, but I did see the movie, and um, I'll give reviews on that. So the first thing I want to jump right into is, oh, and by the way, thank you for the comments on iTunes, and uh, I'm working on getting that fucking logo fixed. I don't know what's going on. It seems like when one thing is fixed with the podcast, whether it's uploading or, you know, just getting it on the right way, or iTunes being fast or slow, you figure something out, something goes right, and then all of a sudden something else goes wrong, I can't get this logo back on, I don't know what the hell, what the hell happened, but anyway, um, obviously I want to jump into uh, this horrific tragedy that happened on, I guess, you know, the, the sneak peek midnight show in Colorado, um, this fucking nut job goes in there and just starts lacing up the place, which is, you know, awful. Um, another, and it's just such another tragic thing for the state of Colorado because of the Columbine thing, you know, years ago, and obviously the media has a field day. One of the worst things I saw during this whole thing was the guy, there was a guy who didn't want to show his face on TV, but he was the father of the six-year-old girl who got killed in that theater. And he's got his back turned to the thing. I don't know if it was Fox News. I was flipping through the channels. And this fucking cunty, disgusting reporter who you could tell was so amateur and just didn't know how to deal with a big moment like that. That she goes, and your daughter was in there? Yeah. Is your daughter dead, sir? And he was just like, yeah, she is. It was one of the fucking rudest questions I swear to God, I would have turned around and been like, bitch, are you serious the way you just asked me that? I just lost my daughter, my little girl, fucking hours ago, and you asked me like that? It was one of the worst things that I ever saw. 
uh, horrible job by that reporter. I mean, a reporter's job during this moment, during this horrible time, is to deliver the news, but also do it in a way that kind of eases the blow and shows that they care. They do it in a gracious way. They, they give you the facts and the details, no matter how horrible and horrific and tragic they are, but at the same time showing some sort of compassion. And this fucking young bitch failed to do that. It was horrible. Um, speaking of kids in the movie, I want to get into this because, um, I'm sure some of you guys who listen to my show, The Verzi Effect, or come out to see me know that I don't really hold back on my opinions or things that I see, and I saw, you know what, let me say this, I don't do insensitive, you know, just to say it, to say it, oh yeah, he's a comedian, so he's gonna say something, but like, if I feel a certain way, or if something bothers me, I have to kind of say it, even if it's not popular, or even if it does come across a little insensitive, I have to say it, now I said something on my Facebook, and I didn't expect it to even get close to, I mean, I got a ton of people talking on my Facebook about this, and I made a comment that I just find it absolutely outrageous, and appalling, that you would take your child to go see a midnight movie. Okay, first of all, no movie at midnight is for children. I mean, that's plain and simple. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about that. There is no movie playing at that time suitable for a child. Okay, even a 13-year-old. Okay, and it's not like these are fucking superhero movies that have these easy plots where it's like, oh, there's Batman in the Batmobile. Oh, yeah, there's the Joker or, you know... There's the, the, the bad guy, and they're going to fight, and bing, pow, zam, boom, yeah, he won. No, it's not like that. It's not a fucking cartoon. They make these movies intense and insane, and that's why Dark Knight was one of my favorite superhero movies because it wasn't even like a superhero movie. It was just like a great movie where the characters happen to be these guys who dress up in these costumes and are nuts, and the, the special effects are awesome and all that stuff. So, you know, I made a comment saying, stop bringing your kids to the movies And I find it horrible that because you couldn't wait, you know, kids got killed in that movie. Now, some people are like, no, kids didn't get killed because of that. Kids got killed because somebody shot up the room. Of course. I'm not an idiot. I'm not a moron. I get that. The point is... There is no explanation. You cannot give me an explanation on why a three-month-old or a six-year-old, even if there was a 12-year-old in there, you cannot give me that explanation, okay? Unless your 12-year-old is so smart to follow the plot of the movie and understand everything and read everything, fine. Maybe some exception if the kid's older. But a six-year-old girl and a three-month-old baby... And then somebody else said, well, they can't afford a babysitter. Let me get, let me, let me, let me let you in on something, people. All right. If you can't afford a babysitter for a two hour movie, guess what? You can't afford the fucking movie. If you can't afford a babysitter for two to three hours, then you cannot afford to go buy tickets to see the movie. So either way, it's irresponsible no matter which way you slice it. And, and you know something, and I'm not just saying this because of this movie and this incident. I've talked about this on my podcast. I saw Ted at midnight a few weeks back, and there was a baby in there screaming. And I talked about it on the podcast very adamantly the way that I'm talking about this. And I said the baby was screaming, and every time a coming attraction came on with the loud noises, the baby was freaking out, almost begging to be out of there. To the point where people had to go and talk to the workers and finally, right before the movie started, she left and the whole place erupted and clapped. Okay, I've been in movie theaters late at night where fights break out or or verbal altercations break out. I've I've been with my brother when someone's like, yeah, shut the fuck up. No, you shut the fuck up. Yelling, cursing. People smoke weed before those movies. Okay, people drink. 
I was I went to see that back in the day. I saw Saw Three packed out New York City or whatever. People were screaming about football. They were screaming Cowboys Giants in the theater, yelling all things a kid shouldn't be subject to. Not to mention two hundred people, ninety eight percent whom were adults, standing around a little kid because you can't wait to see fucking uh, Spider Man. You selfish asshole. Now, I feel horrible for the parents, and I know some of the parents probably think, man, my kid shouldn't have been there, and, and, and you know, and, and I know, and I, I don't, I'm not trying to be insensitive that way, but this should be a message to everybody, not just, you know, nobody expects this shit to happen in a movie, but you got to understand something. People aren't shooting up Madagascar 3 at fucking noon. They're not. That's when a baby's supposed to be in a movie, because you know what? It's about the baby, not about you. It's selfish, man. That's, I don't care what you say. It's selfish. It's not cool to take your kid. Listen, like I said, if your kid is absolutely the biggest Batman fan and he's like in his early teens, 12, 13, 14, and he knows everything about Batman, that's one thing. Okay, that's one thing. I could be like, you know something, it's going to be cool for him. We're going. He loves it. He, you know what I mean? He's going to be with his parents. It, it's, it's, I get that. But a six-year-old girl, I will never buy, can follow that plot, okay? And, and a three-month-old baby, I mean, it's not even worth discussing, okay? I have a three-month-old daughter. I would never in a million fucking years stand online. First of all, I would feel like a scumbag, guilty loser standing online with my baby, okay? A baby girl who needs milk every hour and a half to, to, to eat and all that shit. Standing online because I'm so much of a nerd or I'm so selfish that I can't wait to see Batman when I have other responsibilities like children. Okay? It's ridiculous. I took my son to the movies. Guess, guess what time I took him? I took my son to see Madagascar 3 at 10.30 a.m. He had a blast. He was singing to the shit. We got candy. It was awesome. And it was for little kids and that was fine. And we walked out of there and we were home at noon and that's fine. I would never take my little man to a fucking midnight movie. Period. And it's horrible what happened. And nobody expects that. And again, my heart goes out to these people. But stop bringing kids to movies at night. At midnight. It's ridiculous. And if anything else, it's distracting the people because they yell, they talk, they want candy. They get up a million times and people paid seats to sit next to them. Unfortunately, in this instance, you know, they happen to be, you know, horrible, just tragic casualties of this madman, you know, of this madman going in there, this fucking disturbed sicko who should be fucking... I can't even believe that they're talking about this kid the way they're talking about him on TV, the way they're showing his face, that you know, they're smiling and shit. Really? It's fucking ridiculous, man. They always show a picture, even with the Trayvon Martin thing. They showed him like, a, you know, a young little kid smiling and he was older. You know, I'm not saying you should show like show him bad, but like make it real. Show it what it is. If the kid's 16, show him at 16. If the kid just killed somebody, I don't want to see him with a fucking, you know, a birthday hat on or whatever. Show it real. Like the kid's a, a nut job. I mean, unless that's the only picture they had. I just can't stand how the media... Like, I thought Trayvon Martin was like 10 years old when this shit happened. Then I come to find out he's older. It's because the media makes it... Shows what they want to show. You know, and that's a tragedy what happened to him too. All these fucking horrible things, man. Columbine, it's just so sad and ridiculous. And angering. That's why I got pissed off. But, you know, as a parent, as a father now, I think about the kids. You know? If I'm in a movie theater, man, shoot me up, dude. I'll, I'll try to get away. I'm in a fucking wrong place the wrong time. That's horrible. You know, I don't want anything to happen to me because I have a family and I'm trying to fucking, you know, raise my kids and shit. But you know something? I could at least, at least I don't have to worry that, oh yeah, I dragged some kid here that, that didn't have no business being there. It's ridiculous.
And another thing that really bothers me, okay, about this whole thing, and I saw this today, and I'm just like, are you serious? Typical fucking people need to cause issues. People need to have... People need to have something to complain about, something to compare to. They have to bring race into it. It can never be everybody just getting together, you know? It's like even after 9-11 happened, people were like, and I know some of them were joking and stuff, but people were like, oh, yeah, the Arabs, yeah, they're the niggas now. <laughs> and it's like it always has to be about race. It's so stupid. So today people are saying, yeah, if this kid was, you know, wasn't white, he'd have been killed. If he was Arabic, he'd been listed as a terrorist. If he's black, he'd be listed as a thug. But he's white and smart, so, you know, they're going to not talk. They're going to talk about how smart he was. Are you serious? Are you seriously bringing up? That is so typical bullshit media. Get the fuck out of here. It's, it's so unbelievably, ridiculously insensitive to the timing to bring race now. So you're going to try to get groups angry at one another because this white kid went in and there are people dead. Okay? Now, I I want to admit something. I brought up, because I was talking to some people, and maybe I did, maybe I did bring up the not bringing kids to movies a little too early. Okay? I'll admit that maybe it came across like that. And and part of me felt like, man, you know, these, guys, these kids just died. Like, maybe I should have waited a day or so instead of doing it that day. But I think maybe since I'm a parent... And since I have kids, it just upset me so much. And since it was a topic, uh, you know, a subject that we were talking about on the other show um, about kids in theaters, it just kind of, it, it was, uh, it came up again. And that's why I did it, you know, but I, I, I really like with this whole race thing and, and throwing the two cents in about, you know, that it's so ridiculous. Oh, if he's Arabic, it would have been this. If he's black, it would have been, but because he's white, totally not like uh, once again, going from one thing to another. Have that argument later. It's so stupid. People bringing up Trayvon Martin after after this happened. Like, oh yeah, well he didn't get, you know, he got killed. But it's like, first of all, this guy wasn't wrestling in the parking lot with somebody. Fighting. Okay, the kid actually did like the protocol. Like he basically publicly made the police officers do what they had to do. He went into a parking lot, put his hands up, put his guns down. It would have been like an execution if they did that. So it's like, what are you talking about? You know, I wish they shot him. I don't think there's anybody in their right mind who would be like, yeah, man, fucking I'm glad the cops went by procedure and didn't shoot that asshole. No, I'd have loved it. I would have loved nothing more. I know this is going to sound crazy. I would have loved nothing more than if they put a slug between that guy's eyes and you watched the back of his brains get blown out on, on the news. That would have been epic. Or just an onslaught of bullets from head to toe. Just lacing them up to the point where limbs start falling off. I would have loved that. That's justice. That's what needs to happen to somebody that just went into a movie theater and massacred people to, who wanted to go see Batman. But don't bring up like a race thing. Or like, do you really think the cop was like, oh man, I would kill this dude if he wasn't white. He just killed 12 people. But if he wasn't white, I would kill this dude. It's, that is the dumbest thing. And I will tell anybody that. Black friends, white friends, Arab, I don't give a shit who you are. I, I would st- This is the craziest thing that people are talking about and putting it on the thing. As a matter of fact, I think I may have to go hard at people on Facebook or somewhere else after that. Because that's the fucking dumbest thing. 
Please, if you're listening to this and you agree with that fucking poster of talking about black, white, Arabic, if you really agree with that and like you want to get behind that right now and think that that's the bigger issue, you are a fucking moron and I challenge you to battle me with this any day of the week, any time. Because you don't have any kind of any kind of idea what you're talking about if you think that the police officers were really like, don't kill him because he's white. But if he was black, we would kill him. If you really truly believe that, actually, you know, I don't even want to talk to you because it's not even worth it. Because if you believe that, then there's no getting through to you. And I would never be able to win that argument anyway because you're that stupid. Absolutely ridiculous. Um, so I just want to say, man, you know, thoughts and prayers to everybody touched by this. Um, I have family close to this. My aunt lives in Denver, Colorado. I have two cousins there and an uncle there. And, um, you know, they, I actually thought of them too, because they go to the movies all the time. They go to the movies all the time. Um, always talking to me about the movies that I'm talking on my podcast and all that. So, you know, it was definitely like, holy shit, man. You know, I mean, I was hopefully and confident that they wouldn't be at a midnight showing, you know, cause they're a little, you know, I mean, they're not old, but they're, you know, my parents age or whatever. So I was just like, yeah, but you know, I have two younger cousins who are a little younger than me and who knows if they were at that showing. So I thought about that. I was glad that they weren't, but just with the Columbine thing and everything, it's just horrible. And, um, you know, I-, I wanted to know, though, why there wasn't any cops there. Because when I went to see Ted, there were three movie theaters about to be filled. So there were hundreds and hundreds of people online. They opened more theaters, and there were three movies to see Ted. And there was a, a cop, a fully uniformed, armed cop standing there because there were that many people. And I don't know if that's something that they do everywhere. I'm not blaming, you know, the theater for not having that. I don't know if that's something that they should have. But I'm pretty sure now after this, any kind of big movie is definitely going to have to have, you know, at least, you know, when a big movie gets released, you know, you're going to have to have a cop there. You know. I mean, if it's a good movie, it's a shitty movie, like you don't have to start putting people on, you know, paying... (laughs) If it's like a Keanu Reeves movie, you don't even need the mall cop to be in the fucking thing. But I'm saying if it's going to be like a, you know, a a big time release with hundreds of people going in, I think it's a good idea. It makes sense to have somebody there. But just horrible, man. And, you know, seeing people come out. And But the other thing that pissed me off, too, was how, like, they keep asking people in the theater about shit. It was one movie theater. They asked everybody. Yeah, so you were in the fifth row. What would you see? I saw this guy coming black. I thought he was a character of the movie, you know? And then all of a sudden, smoke went off and we heard gunshots and we got down. Yeah, so I understand you guys were in the back. You guys were like in the fourth row to the end. What happened? Well, you know, we're watching the movie and all of a sudden this guy comes in with a, you know, dressed in black. I didn't know if he was a character of the movie. He thought it was a joke or firecrackers going off. He started shooting the place. Yeah, how about you? You were in the middle. What'd you see? Everybody started running. This guy in black came in and just started. It's like, yeah, we get it. It's fu- We understand what happened. A, a crazy asshole dressed in black came in and started shooting. Do you have to make people relive it? But it's the media. It's the media doing... Sh- it's, 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 it's the media that, that has to always have to go too far, ask too many questions to the... You know, it's... It's ridiculous, man. I, yeah, but that woman, the one woman who said, Is she dead? She said, Is she dead? She asked this guy if his daughter was dead. Like... Like you would... I don't even know how to... It was... So absolutely insensitive, non-caring, 
And just like, oh, I'm a reporter and I have to get this question out. But this is one of the most unprofessional things I ever saw. And your daughter was in there with your wife. Is your daughter dead, sir? Like, could you fucking imagine that? Like that, I don't mean to hit women and I would never hit women. But in that instance, if this guy grabbed this bitch by the back of her head and just wrapped her with a backhand, with an open hand slap, it would have been epic. Talk about my daughter like that. My daughter's been gone a couple hours. You ask me like that. It was, it was the rudest thing I've ever heard in my life. Absolutely disgusting, man. Um, so, you know, what else can you say other than just, man, it's thoughts and prayers and, uh, you know. And you know what's fucked up about it, though? It does feel like a terrorist thing because I'm going down to the city tonight. I'm performing at Stand Up New York tonight at around 9 o'clock. And then I may go hit up Batman with my manager. And it kind of just makes you feel like with these crazy copycat assholes, if somebody's actually going to, you know... Look, for the first time, I'm going to go into the movie tonight if I go to it, and I'm actually going to have to question where I place myself in the theater near an exit or something. I'm going to actually have to do that. And it's, it sucks. It's a scary thing. It's kind of like when you got on an airplane after 9-11, you'd have to just be like, holy shit, like something could... You know, and that's the one thing that, that, you know, that's why I wish that this dude was stupid enough to not surrender or if he killed himself because then, you know, you'd feel better about it. But just to know that, you know, this crazy asshole is still alive and who knows if he's got friends that were, it's just, it's, it's crazy. So, uh, I gotta start, or actually, uh, let me rephrase. I gotta stop starting my podcast negatively. because I'm never like, oh man, so this great thing happened, I did this, I'm always like, listen, okay, there's death and blood everywhere, and I'm pissed off, and then I gotta try to get you guys back to entertain, so, you know, but I, I, like, there's no, the the thing about this is there's no bias, there's no side, you can't, you know, this is just a horrible thing any which way you slice it, the only thing that, you know, maybe you guys disagree with me on, and if you do, I'm, I'm terribly sorry, but I'm sticking to it, is that I think people need to stop taking their kids to the movies because I think the same way people took babies to see Ted and other movies when they're crying is the same reason why they dragged them out to see Batman because it's not fair to the kids. So I, I just think that, you know, that way it needs to stop. Um, all right, let's talk about some other shit going on. Um, speaking of movies, I did see, I'll, I'll do some movie reviews now. I saw Spider-Man 2. The Amazing Spider-Man. And I'm not a Spider-Man fan. Never really was. Didn't like the Tobey Maguire movies as much as my friends did. Didn't have to line up to see it. Didn't care to see it. Didn't even see 3. Well, I heard 3 was horrible. 2, I was like, uh, I didn't like the whole octa, you know, the guy with the 8 arms. Didn't like it that much. Thought it was weak. And the first one was okay. This one... I wasn't like blown away like, oh my god, that's the greatest superhero movie ever. I will say, though, probably the best 3D movie like, it's the best you'll see in 3D. I thought it was even better than Avengers in 3D. Just because watching Spider-Man, like, they actually show camera views of him shooting the webs from his point of view in the city, which was awesome. And then when he would, like, hang upside down, he was right in front of you. Like, it looked like you could reach It was awesome. And, you know what? I thought it was cool. Like, I liked the whole lizard guy. Uh, I thought the guy did a good job with it. I really do. So I enjoyed it. I thought it was definitely, you know, a good... You know, Dennis Leary was good in it. Um, The kid who plays Batman was good in it. Emma Stone 
played um, her part great. So I thought it was definitely good. If you like superhero movies, definitely better than the Tobey Maguire ones. I really liked it and enjoyed it. He wasn't like this wimp who got his ass kicked. He kind of had like a cool swagger to him, even though, you know, he got into it with certain kids. But he was kind of like cool and different, which would show, yeah, maybe, you know, that's a cooler guy to do it than, than the other way. So, you know, it was just, it was good. I really, I would say if you like superhero movies, go see it. Wasn't the greatest superhero movie I ever saw, but it was the best 3D. And it will entertain you and pass the time. So, you know, I I give it a, out of 10, I'd give it like a, like an 8. I'd give it an 8. You know, I can't go 9 because 9 you really gotta, 9 out of 10 with me is like, like that, that was almost top you know, almost the top, and then if you get a 10, that's just next level shit, you know, 10 is like, you know, 10 is like Dark Knight to me, 10 is like Gladiator, 10 would be, um, Godfathers, Goodfellas, like, you, you just get so engulfed in a movie that you just, you walk out and you're like, holy shit, I, I could watch that every, all the time, you know, those, those are 10s, so I can't do that, and I won't even give it a 9, because I wasn't, like, really blown away, but the 3D was awesome, and the story was really good, and it was a nice job, I'll say that. I'm gonna go see Dark Knight Rises, probably tonight, uh, or this week, definitely, and I will, uh, review it, I'm hearing great things, I couldn't imagine Christopher Nolan doing a bad job, especially after what he did with the, the first, uh, with the Dark Knight, which obviously was better than Batman Begins, in my opinion. But hopefully after this little run of superhero movies, there could be a break. Because it's just, I just can't watch another guy dressed in something helping people. I just would rather see, you know, and I think that's a reason why I like Dark Knight. Because Dark Knight felt like a, like a, just the way it opened with the bank robbery. And then like Heath Ledger, he didn't play like a cartoon character weirdo. He played like a sicko dressed nuts. Like I said, it was more of a real movie. So, you know, I, I hope that. They could kind of stick to that or whatever. I heard they're doing another Superman, which I hope, you know, Superman music just gets me going. But they're always, the movies are never like, you think they're good. And I was wrong about the new Super, the Superman Returns. I was like, oh, it was all right. It was cool. Just because I was so happy to hear the music and watch them fly around. And then I realized and I was like, yeah, you know what? It really wasn't that good. All right, that's it for movies. I'll let you guys know what I think of Dark Knight Rises. Got to talk some sports now. I don't know if you guys were watching the U.S. Uh, I'm sorry, not the U.S. The the Open Championship out there in England, and it was one of the most watched golf opens I've ever, you know, paid that. I've never paid that much attention to it. I'm home with my daughter. My son was in daycare. My wife was working. I, you know, my daughter was fed and she's sleeping. She's sitting next to me, and I just watched it for hours. And I got into it. I was rooting for Tiger. You know, I want to see him kind of go on another run after all the shit that he went through. And I just would just be in it for hours. And then I'm watching it again. And then Adam Scott was leading after the third day. And then he comes into today up six, up five strokes. And just bogeyed the last four holes to lose it, and Ernie Els, Tiger fell off because he was in the sand, and the sand traps in this thing, I know I'm boring the shit out of some of you people that don't like golf, but the sand traps aren't normal sand traps, they're like, they're like sand walls, like holes, that are just three and four feet deep, holes, and then there's sand, and these guys got to try to get out of it, some guys are actually hitting the ball backwards to get out, to then go forward, that's how hard it is to get out of the trap. And Ernie Els was creeping up, and Tiger was creeping up, and then Tiger went into the sand, and he ended up triple bogeying, which kind of did him in. 
And then other guys just kept going in the sand, going in the sand. Adam Scott had a controlling lead like the last four holes. And then all of a sudden, bogey, 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 which is one over par. And Ernie Yells kept chipping away. And then Adam Scott had to make a putt to tie it and go to a playoff. And Ernie Yells had made his putt. And Scott missed it by an inch. And it was one of the hardest things I ever had to watch an athlete. It was just... Oh my, it's the equivalent of a team ready to win an NBA championship because they're up 20 points with five minutes left and all of a sudden they can't hit a shot and the other team just comes back and wins by one. That's what it was like watching. It was really hard. To, it, was, it, it sucked. It was tough. But Ernie Yells was gracious. He's like, you know, even though I'm happy and thrilled about this, he's like, I feel for my buddy Adam Scott. But that was really tough, man. Made me want to play golf so bad. I'm going on vacation in a week and a half. I'm going to play golf. I'm going to perform in Indianapolis with Joe Matarese at Morty's uh, Comedy Joint. And we're definitely going to play golf out there. So I'm looking forward to it. But watching this is really... You get into it. Get into it, man. It's it's fun. It passes time. And you could hang out, drink, play golf. My advice to anybody, play golf. If you're athletic and you like don't you can't run as much or you're getting a little older or whatever, you can play golf till you're 80 years old, but it's beautiful. Weather's awesome. You know, you hit the ball, you get better at it, you go out with buddies. Fucking awesome. Have a great time with it. I, I love golf, man. It's frustrating as hell sometimes, but it's really, really fun as well. And and, and watching it on TV just makes me... But it's funny because you want to watch it on TV... Because you think, oh yeah, it's easy, look, like, look, they do it. And then you go out there and you're hitting the ball over the fucking golf course in the woods. <laughs> Just fucking, these guys like, two, these guys could like putt the ball 40 feet away and make it go so close or get it in. Meanwhile, guys like me, you're like, oh, we're 40 feet, I'll two putt this thing. And you end up, you know, getting a triple bogey and shit. But I, I got really into that. Um, okay. So I should have done a from the fans. I want to talk to you guys and I want to hear what you guys have to say. So I think what I'm going to do is next week from the fans, send me send me um, some questions, things you want me to address, and I'm going to do the from my fans segment, and it'll be a good time. Shoot the shit about everything. So shoot those over and we'll do that for next week. I don't know if I'm going to have a guest next week. I might. Because I'm going on the road and I'm going to be with Matt Arise. So Joe Matt Arise may be my guest. I was just a, a recent guest on his podcast, Fixing Joe. So he may come on my podcast because I'm going to be out in Indianapolis. But send some things and we'll do that again and we'll talk. And hopefully Joe will be a little more interested this time. Because last time he was a guest on my fucking show, he lost his iPhone and he was completely distracted. There's nothing like talking to somebody or asking questions to a buddy or shooting the shit on your podcast with them when all they're thinking about is something else, especially comedians who are distracted and thinking about shit for themselves anyway. But that's what we'll do next week. So if you have good ones, you know, send them in. Some good questions. I've been watching, I've been trying to watch like, I don't know, I'm just getting really intrigued with the whole like, not like like uh, NCIS, which my wife watches, or like Law and Order and stuff, because those are kind of predictable. But I'm I like the um, and I don't like the what's it called the first forty eight as much because the first forty eight it just takes too long and they're just looking for people and you know they're gonna end up getting something or getting a lead. But I like the the hard evidence, the forty eight hours hard evidence, where 
it's amazing that you find out somebody got killed and then they have nothing. And then all of a sudden, like even like two, three years later, something that like they get a little tiny break in the case and then they get the person. I like shit like that. I'm starting to watch that late at night, which is probably not good for my sick OCD thoughts, but that's what I'm that's what I'm doing. And I don't know if I told you guys, but I went to the doctor for my stomach and I uh, did the, the, the whole thing that I talked about, the endoscopy and the um, acid reflux. And I'm taking this pill. No more acid reflux. Now my problem is I can't sleep. So I got to get on some... You ever just go to sleep and you're like, oh, I'm tired, man. I think I'm going to hit the sack and this is going to be good. And you just lay down. And all of a sudden you're like, hey, I got to do this tomorrow. And you roll over to the other side and you're like, oh, fuck, I should have done that today. I got to do that tomorrow too. And before you know it, three hours goes by and you're tossing and turning and you have a miserable day the next day and you have to watch kids. Yeah, that's what I've been doing. And I'm like, I'm not doing it tonight. I'm not doing it tonight. I'm not watching any of these crime shows. I'm going right to bed. And then all of a sudden, I'm like, let me just see what the murder was. And the guy will be like, in 1994. <laughs> in 1994, Susan Smith left the house to get groceries. Nobody would have thought they wouldn't hear from her or see her for five more years. And all of a sudden, the music comes in. And I'm like, all right, let me just see, like how this thing plans out, you know, let, let's just see how this thing, what's going on, and they're like, it was a sunny day, and blah, 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 and the kids went to school, and then all of a sudden, it goes to one of the kids, or like the husband, yeah, we were having a good day, you know, usually I'm the one to go to the supermarket, but Susan wanted to, Susan wanted to go, so I told her, you know, get the grocery list, and I'll start barbecuing, and then, <laughs> and then, then they, they do the dramatization with the bad actors, you know you're a bad actor if you fuck up a dramatization scene where they're like talking too loud, like they're just fucking. <laughs> so, so then like you see some woman like grab her bag and go out, and then she'll say something like, "I'll be right back, guys." Like you hear that, like that's her big, that was her big acting line, and then she gets in the car and leaves, and they're like, "Little did her husband know that would be." And then they go to commercial. So now I'm like, "Shit, let me just wait for the commercial to come back." And then I'll just see, like, I could pretty much figure it out. So then, and then they're like, what nobody knew was that Susan Smith was having problems with a co-worker. And it's like, dinner nah, nah, And then it goes to the thing, I'm like, ah, shit, man, I gotta see if it's her boss. <laughs> and before you know it, it, the whole thing. But the amazing thing about him is, They'll be like, yeah, the boss and her got into a fight the night before and we were sure it was him, but we gave him a polygraph and we did it, you know, all this stuff and he was clear he had an alibi and you're like, oh, it wasn't him. Then you're like, oh, it's got to be the husband. You're like, no, the husband was a, you know, the husband was, was home with the kids and the kids vouched for it. There's no way, you know, it was the husband. Oh, well, maybe the husband had a plan. And then before you know it, they have nothing. They have no leads. There's seven minutes left and like, uh, they're going to tell you something. And then finally they were just like, um... You know, it was like a stalker or whatever it is came in the house. They found the DNA. They did this and that. And then, you know, so that's the shit that I've been watching. And, you know, it's pretty amazing like that in like 1980. If you killed somebody in 1980 and you remotely tried to cover it up, you got away with it. Because they didn't have the shit they have now. Now they could, you know, now they could just like a fiber, a fiber on somebody, like anything. It's It's amazing. You know, I, and I love when they get to the do, like, I love when they, like, I can't stand the ones where they're like, they do, 
that that Natalie Holloway's mom does this thing called Vanished with Beth Holloway. They did this horrible story about this little kid being taken from his bedroom. And then they found out that the mother might have had something to do with it, but the mother killed herself. And they kind of just left you with that, and the kid's still out there. And, like, you know, she wrote a note. The suicide note said something like, uh, oh, I hope you grow up to be this. I'm sorry I had to do this. So, like, it kind of indicated that the kid's still out there. But I don't like watching shit like that. And then and then there's, like, not a good ending where it has closure. So I'm probably boring you guys to death with this shit. But anyway, that, that's what I've been watching. I haven't been sleeping. So I'm going to try to go on this melatonin. Or um, something else. I can't take Ambien because the last time I took Ambien, I didn't sleep on it and I hallucinated. I saw like shadows were turning into shit. Like I would close my eyes. And you know like when you close your eyes and you kind of see like like drifting shit or like you see like like some, like it's either dark and then, and then I'd open my eyes and I would see like this crazy thing. And I remember like watching a shadow just turn into a wizard hat and like a wizard. And I was like, yeah, I can't take Ambien anymore. This is fucking nuts. So, if you guys have any good remedies that, like, definitely make you just pass out. I want to get on that shit that they gave me for the upper endoscopy. That stuff that Michael Jackson used to take until he OD'd on it because the doctor just gave him to him without any kind of, you know, but that thing just, you're just like up, 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 out, out cold, done, and you wake up in a good mood like you have a buzz. It's the most incredible thing ever. I mean, I don't blame Michael Jackson for using that shit to sleep, especially if you're, you know... You can't, but, I, I mean, you, obviously you can't because it's fucking like an anesthesia. But it's actually more of a, a sedation. But if you guys have any, like, let me know. If there's anything out there, like a remedy that I could take that just makes me truly feel like I'm on Vicodin, but without being on actual Vicodin. I don't think anything exists. I'm being hopeful here. I'm, I'm hoping one of you guys has this fucking unbelievable you know, knowledge of something that you, you know that you could tell me that's over the counter at CVS that'll just do it. But I take all that shit. I tried Umisin or yeah, Unison, Unisom, whatever the fuck it's called, and I tried um, melatonin. If you take three melatonins, it kind of does it. But you're up for a little while, and then you wake up the next day. Just if I take a melatonin and it puts me to sleep, all that shit about oh you wake up feeling great, fuck that. I can sleep for eight hours. I wake up on melatonin. I need another eight. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I love my sleep, people. All right, do we have an unacceptable for the week? I am not going to do an unacceptable for the week about the movie theater because it kind of goes without saying. I don't want to beat a dead horse, so I'm going to leave that alone. You know, um, but unacceptable for the week will be. This is probably, I'm going to go down right now. I'm going to make this statement on episode 70 of the Verzi Effect, which I hope you guys have been enjoying. And again, I'm sorry it's late, but this one I could not control. I'm going to go out on a limb and say this. I know there's been some good ones, but this is my most favorite, unacceptable of the week on the Verzi Effect podcast show is the sign that people are putting on Facebook talking about if the kid was Arabic or black. First of all, it's incredibly insensitive to even bring something like that up now. Okay, and that's why I kind of, you know, was like, man, with my comment about the kids, even though I feel I'm 100% right, I could have waited a day or so. But but I, but I, this that's not a race thing. Like, these people are making, a, like, this controversy of, like, race. Like, oh, if he's black, he'd have been dead. They'd have shot his ass if he's black. Oh, if he's, a, if he's Arabic, unacceptable to do that. 
Okay, the guy surrendered to police and they can't publicly execute him. And people that are putting this out there and trying to stir another, sh you know, something else just to talk about. And, and, to br and that brings racism in more, people. That's why racism isn't dead because of people like that. That's why. You want racism to die? Just, just stop bringing it up for everything. You know, I really like. I can't. I can't get. I can't get down with it. I can't accept it. It's unacceptable to put that up there and be like, "Yeah, I backed that up." This is an Arabic motherfucker. Yeah, if he's black and shit, he's a duck. It's like, dude, shut up. You know, it's just shut up. It's so stupid. You know, people, well, you know, it's because he, why they want to talk about he's smart. Why do they want to talk about if he's smart? You know, why? Because he's white. They want to talk about him, you know, because he's white. So that's why, right? Because he was going to school to be a doctor and stuff. So they're going to talk about him as a smart kid doing something like this. You know, they got to make him, yeah, but if he wasn't white, they wouldn't be talking about him being smart. How do you know that? That is such a broad bullshit statement. Unacceptable for the week. The best unacceptable that I've ever had. It's, it's crazy. That's unacceptable for the week. Don't agree to that shit. Don't like it. You know, I'm, I may have to just put something out there. Basically, I'm going to be a douche, and I'm going to probably find the sign. I'm going to post it on my Facebook, and I'm going to absolutely trash it and go with people. And then you're going to see a bunch of people going on there. I don't know if I'm going to do this yet, but if I do, then you're going to see a bunch of people going on there going, Man, dude, Verzi, I didn't know you were I didn't know you were racist like that. I didn't know you you were so naive to not know. Like, that's what's going to happen. And then I'm going to fucking feel insulted, and I'm prideful and a competitive dick. So I'm going to go at them, and I'm going to say, No, fuck you, and I'm going to say all the things that I've been saying now, and then there's going to be battles back and forth, and it's just, it, it might be pointless. I don't know, but it it's really pisses me off that I saw that. When I read that, I was just like, as soon as I heard if he was black, if he was Arabic, all that shit, I was just like, here we go again. Here we go. So that's unacceptable for the week. Okay. Um, let me know if you didn't like, also, yeah, I definitely have to do it from the fans. And another thing I'm thinking about doing is maybe being able to take calls. Now, I don't know if I'm going to take calls from fans or supporters, because I, I, I don't know if I have time to, if somebody and I get into it on the phone or whatever, I really don't, I don't know if I have time to do that, because I got to get through shit, like I'm at 41 minutes right now, but I may be able to do something where if a comedian friend of mine is out in LA, or, you know, if comedians, you know, maybe that would be on the show, but they can't be on the show because of, you know, location stuff, we could do that, that would be really cool, you know, and, and then I will still answer questions, and maybe I could even answer questions with them. I'm also going to be, you know, like I said before, I'm going to totally, I don't know how I'm going to go about doing it, but as you guys know, the stand in New York City uh, from my management, CH Entertainment, is coming out, and there's actually a great article on uh, Patrick Milligan, the founder of my management company that I'll, I'll post and you guys can read about it, but I may have capabilities to actually do my podcast in a studio and have like full-fledged, like, you know, insane equipment and you know have guests come in in the city i may do that i kind of like the freedom of doing it this way and doing it myself and and being able to you know take it on the road and, and do it so i i don't know yet but i will tell you i'm going to even increase my um all the shit more i'm just going to get more better mics and and I'm actually going to update and, and probably upgrade my, my laptop to the newest Mac that's out and all that shit. So I'm going to make this thing even better. And 
I know, uh, by the way, if you're listening to this, uh, I know you sent me, I got to send, I owe like two t-shirts to people and I've been backed up, so I will send them. Um, I will definitely send them, so don't worry about that. Uh, it's just been crazy and that's why I'm doing this later. So, you know, I look out for you guys. And uh, just so you know, the Verzi Effect podcast numbers, once again, guess what? They upped, not by a few, but by hundreds. People are listening to my show. Thank you. Keep spreading the word. You guys are the shit, man. And I'm going to tell you guys something right now. I'm going to have a little, uh, a little, I'm not going to call it a Tupac moment because I'm not going to go like that fucking nuts, but I will tell you something. Um, you know, I'm, I'm coming, people. In this business, I got some things on the hook and I'm coming, man. And all of you people listening to this, I can't wait to see you at shows. I can't wait to see you at the clubs. And wherever I am, no matter how many people are there, whatever, um, I'm going to, you know, always show nothing but love to my fans, my supporters, everybody who listens to this podcast. Because it was really, uh, took me back, like I said, that people listen. I thought I was going to do this shit for a couple weeks. And I was going to be like, yeah, nobody gives a shit. Nobody's listening to what you have to say. I almost felt weird doing one. And then people are like, oh, I love when you said this. And then now it is this. So you guys are the shit, man. And I know who my loyal my loyal listeners are. I really do. Because I see, now I can see, like now that, that I see numbers on a consistent level. And I get messages from people. And people listen to all of them. And people are trying to download them. And people are asking where they could get the first 10. By the way, I know the first 10 episodes ever in history of this are not are not available on iTunes or my site. I think I have them, so I'm going to have to post them, but there's only a certain amount that I could put on there. So, I'm going to try to I'm going to figure out a way to do that for you guys, and I'm also might be leaving the people that host it. Uh Podbean hosts my podcast, and I might be leaving it to go to Riotcast or another place like that that's just easier to do. So, I will let you guys know about that and you will be informed about that as well. But, you know, I'm looking forward to the future. I'm looking forward to a lot of things that I have going on and uh, just staying true and honest and doing what I do on stage and getting better and better and more fans and more, uh, you know, more more listeners and all that shit on my podcast. And that's you guys. So so thank you. Um, just going to do a couple of plugs right now. Uh, basically, this week I have Stand Up New York tonight, which I don't know if you guys are going to see or come to hold on a second i think my son is creeping in here while i'm wrapping this up let me see lucas oh okay something was i almost had a surprise guest for a couple of minutes um who's that yeah come here buddy i'm on i'm doing my show right now you want to say hi you want to say hi to the people here? Go put, talk into the microphone and say, hi, everybody. Hi, everybody. Say, Daddy's doing his show right now. Daddy's doing his show right now. What are you doing? What do you want, buddy? Can I finish for five minutes? Uh, uh yeah. <laughs> yeah, that'll be okay? Yeah. Okay. Daddy can finish for a minute. Okay, okay, thank you, buddy. Just grab the microphone. Um, say, what's up, Verzi Effectors? What's up, Verzi Effectors? <laughs> what's up, Lightning? <laughs> yeah. All right, buddy, I'll be done in a second. Okay, I'll be done in a second. Um, that's my little boy, Lucas. 
three years old. He's hilarious. Uh, Daddy can't put you to bed because I got to go do a show, okay? But I'm going to come and see you in a minute, okay? Um, and my son loves to pull down his pants and grab his junk. and ju- It's hilarious. But anyway, uh, he's got no filter at all. He just pulls. Oh, by the way, I saw a depressed... I saw a depressed four-year-old yesterday. You ever? That was the, like the weirdest thing, and it wasn't like his parents sucked. Like he had clothes on his back, he had toys. His parents seemed like great people, and he was just like walking around. <laughs> I never saw anything like it. And I was trying to be like the nice older like guy to the kid, you know, like the like the you know the adult figure to like to to talk to the kid and make him feel good. He's walking by, and he's got like this tattoo on his arm, you know, those like stick-ons. And I go, "Oh man, you got a tattoo, huh, buddy?" And he's just like, yeah, it's fake. Yeah, I'm not cool. And I was just like, Jesus, like, what are you pissed at at four? He was just like, you know, my son was like all psyched. And my son's like, oh, do you want to, do you want to play with uh, my Lightning McQueen truck, Mac? And the kid's like, no. Like, it was just, it was, it was like, just you know you see somebody just like at a subway or a bus stop in their 50s and they just look miserable this kid was like that but four it was really bizarre but anyway let me get back to the let me get back to the plugs um tonight i will be stand up new york in a few hours by the time this is posted there's no way you're going to be able to get there but i did post it on facebook um this wednesday i will be performing at empire city the casino in yonkers new york which i am psyched about because it's right near my house they're sending a fucking car for me. They pay me good. And it's 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 one of those gigs where you're like, yeah, it's going to be the shit. So I'm looking forward to that. Plus, I was born in Yonkers. And the Yonkers Raceway was a legendary place many years ago. So to be performing there is pretty cool. And then we are leaving to go on the road from that show. Joe Matarese and I will be driving that night, this Wednesday night, to Indianapolis from New York. And we'll be doing shows at Morty's Comedy Joint this Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. And we will be home on Sunday. So if you're in town, you could catch a show on Thursday, two on Friday, two on Saturday. Myself and the very funny Joe Matarese. We're going to be shooting the shit, having a good time. And it's always a good show because, um, you know, Joe and I just have a great time and you know we're friends and it totally you know translates to the stage and we goof and have a good time with people so if you're in that area please come out you're definitely going to have a good time okay uh send your questions for the from the fan uh from my fan segment for next week i'll be talking to you guys soon i'm about to post this up and then go run down to the city so thank you again my heart goes out to all the people in colorado if you're listening to this i feel for you uh we all do and i'll let you guys know about batman and all that other shit if you didn't see it yet. So take care. And until then, uh, till then I'm out of here. I will talk to you at episode number 71. Later. <laughs>